Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another episode of the Lakers Fast Break podcast. It's Gerald Glasser coming right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos, where we cover the latest news and trends in pop culture each and every week. Twice a week, wherever you get your podcast, plus also as well, of course, Ox1947. If we can find him, he's somewhere within the universes here for Talk Studio. And once he comes on, you can go ahead and talk right at him here. He, of course, is going to be at LakersBall.com as well. Plus, he's got his company, Simblades. Simblades with a Y.com. Also as well, you got to go ahead and check out Laker Tom and Jamie Sweet. They are planning on being here tomorrow to do their own show, Lakerholic Spotlight on Lakers Weekend. That is going to be on at 1 p.m. So go ahead and check it out today and tomorrow. Today at Lakerholics.com and tomorrow right here at the Lakers Fast Break. Plus also as well, John McCallion on his YouTube channel. And Stone Hansen, who I hope to see tomorrow. It was sold out today. Will I be able to see him this weekend? I hope so because he does a great job with the guys from the Upside Swings NBA Draft Podcast. Plus also as well, of course, we've got everyone right here. We're on threads now at Lakers Fast Break. And most importantly, a big thank you to you because we are 900 YouTube subscribers strong and counting. We're getting closer to the big 1K. Looking forward to it. And it's all because of you. And if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, or do whatever you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break. Of course, all the other stuff that we do and support us continually throughout the regular season. It is sincerely appreciated. And the best Lakers chat room that's out there. Guys are tremendous. We truly appreciate all your support. 900 subscribers. It just seems so mesmerizing to me that this time last year, I think we were talking 200 or so. So it's like, wow, we've really grown. We've really expanded. It's all because of you right here at the Lakers Fast Break. Well, today we're in Vegas. They're in my neck of the woods playing some games here. Looking forward to seeing what's going to go on this weekend. It all started with the Lakers playing against the Golden State Warriors. Victor Wembyama getting all the headlines. 
causing Britney Spears to smack herself, according to the videotape that's going on around there as far as what was posted. Sorry, Britney, but Las Vegas Metro is not going to go ahead and you know continue the charges. They've dismissed everybody, so Victor got off scot-free on that one. And he went, go, went ahead and played a game today against Charlotte. We'll talk about that in a bit, but of course the Lakers are the big thing here with us being the Lakers fast break. And the Lakers finally put together a decent game as they went out from the get-go, looked strong on both ends of the floor, paid much better defense on the perimeter, a little shakies on the inside, but still, when it came to the offensive end, everybody shot well seemingly from the three-point area, 14 to 32, 43% from behind the three-point arc, Cole Swider was five of eight from behind the arc. Max Christie, another solid performance. He looks like he's ready. Seven to seven at the line and three of five from behind the arc for 22 points. Cole Swider with 19. Colin Castleton, 13 points. And I think he leads Summer League in fouls. That's something he has to address. But 13 points, seven rebounds, six assists. Jalen Hutchifino, still a work in progress. Three of 11. Three of six from the line, only nine points, four steals. So we'll go ahead and look on the bright side there. Demoy Hodge came out and played today, 11 points, three of eight from behind the arc, but he gave us some really good hustle. And Maxwell Lewis, three of nine shooting, seven points, played a little bit better today. Uh, Sasha Kilia Jones with 10. And the Lakers do get their first win of the summer league. It was a 103 to 96 victory over the Golden State Warriors, which I hope will start a trend again and continue the trend from the playoffs and hopefully will continue a long beatdown and a number of beatdowns on the Golden State Warriors this season. Here today to talk about today's game, good man indeed. You know him as the man behind Master Grice Theater right there. He's easing up out of his chair. He was the only one of us that probably stayed awake during the last five minutes of the game. Oh, hello. Yes, hello indeed. He's the madman for Toronto. He just couldn't get out of Toronto traffic unless it was to watch the Lakers in Summer League. It is the magic man, Sean Grice. And Sean, great to have you here. We survived the last three minutes of the ball game. I don't want to say I was sleeping on our playback playback, but I kind of fell asleep on our playback playback. But... Still, up until that point, the Lakers did pull away. They had themselves a nice little lead, played some better defense today, but most importantly, they shot the lights out from three. They did. They did, Gerald. Um, Both teams were more than comfortable just giving everyone about 12 feet of space and just fire up three-point shot after three-point shot. Um, Yep. Uh, Hodge was a, a good it's he's making open shots Gerald which is a plus I mean mm-hmm. that's something you want to see out of somebody you just signed to a two-way so that was important um I think Colin Castleton has been our most consistent uh, summer league roster player as so far Gerald um on the offensive I, end yes I yes agree. D- defensively it's still work in progress with him um he does lead the league in fouls. <laughs> 20 yes, fouls in three yes. games. That's not... He does lead the summer league in fouls. Yep. Yes. But uh, you know something? 
at least he's willing to go at guys when they go at him, Gerald. That's one thing I've also noticed about the kid is that when he gets beat on the defensive end, he comes right back and says, I'm going to get you right back. So I like the fact that he's resilient. Uh, he's not easily discouraged from uh, from um, embarrassment or, or getting beat. He, you know, I like the fact that, um, you know, some of these guys really have a lot of confidence. Even though they haven't played a minute in the league yet, that's a plus. JHS is still a work in progress. The defense was a little better tonight, a little better, but he still can't keep people in front of him. And if you can't do that in the NBA, not going to get a lot of playing time. Um, Other than that, Gerald, Fudge looks like he's a really great defensive player, but has a lot of work to do on the offensive end. Uh, seems like uh, as an exhibit 10, he's probably going to stay in the G League for a bit. If he ever makes it into the league, I doubt it, but we'll see. Um, Z, please don't make excuses for Castleton's fouls. Please don't make excuses for Castleton's fouls. The, the, you the cannot one... say his drop coverage was the reason why for all 20 of his fouls. Come on. Come on. And uh, Mac, Max Lewis played with a purpose tonight, Gerald. He was very focused. We we had mentioned, you know, we were a little concerned how he was playing like a chicken with his head cut off the last game. Just uh, a lot of activity and no productivity, right? That's what uh, John Wooden once said. Don't uh, mistake activity for productivity. And uh, he was actually playing within the team concept tonight. So that was great. Um, the big surprise to me is Damian Baugh. Uh, I liked what I saw out of him, Gerald. Yeah. Obviously, not probably not going to make it up to the big team, but he's definitely earned himself a camp invite for sure, Gerald. If uh, not, just a, a lot of like we talked about, European scouts are there, Australian yes, scouts he, he are play, there, play other G League scouts are there. Yeah, yes, plays with uh, a competitive fire. Um, actually ran the team pretty well. He had, I think. Forgive, forgive me, Joe. I think he had five assists tonight. Who was that? Um, Baugh. 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 Yeah, let me check right now for you. Damian Baugh had five assists. Absolutely yeah. correct. Yeah, so he ran the team well well tonight. So uh, it was a good effort overall. Um, loved Castleton, the- great vision on the offensive end. Six assists for again for him. So it's not a fluke that he finds these guys when he's out there and give him the ball on the offensive end. Yeah, no, that he's he's got really he's got really great instincts as a big man for sure. Absolutely, indeed. But once again, the Lakers do win uh, with a game that was pretty comfortable that had us, us all going to sleep here at the end. But they did win, uh, going away again. Just a great performance by them. But also here today to talk about the the, the team's victory. Good man, indeed. You got to go ahead and check out what he's doing today as Ox nineteen forty seven at LakersBall.com. Plus, he has a great company that you got to go ahead and check out today. It is LakersBall. And, excuse me, it is Simblades. Simblades with the Y.com. It is Joe Soro. And, Joe, great to have you here, my friend. You saw the Lakers, again, shooting very well from behind the arc. They seemed a little bit more organized on defense. They seemed a little bit much better as far as clean on offense. But the one thing that's a constant in all three of these games, Max Christie the second-year player is getting it done exactly how you're supposed to in the summer league. 
he's looking like a rotational player playing in, in the summer league. Uh, and his game will look even better around better players. But they, they played much better tonight versus the last two two games during the California Summer League. There, there was a lot of, I don't know, what's the word I'm looking for here? There was a lot of determination today, which is I just kind of, you, you want to judge these guys. Are you, are you, are you competitive? Like, are you wanting to, to, to play hard? I know Swider is not going to be here long, but he looked like he was telling everyone, I want to be on a roster next year. And he, he played, he played well enough, at least tonight to say, okay, we're going to pay attention a little bit more. Max Christie, keep getting your run in, play as much as you can right now and be in really good shape for training camp. Because I think if we can get him in that open corner during the year, we might have some advantages going our way that we weren't expecting. We're not talking about Max Christie as a piece of this rotation. If he is hitting from that area on a regular basis and playing good team defense, we essentially got a player that is going to help us win a championship. Scarlet and Blue, are you talking about Castleton? Castleton just came out of uh, four-year college from uh, Florida. Um, are you talking about as far as a G League guy for at least two years? Uh, Cole Swider has only been the G League one year, so I'm not sure who you're talking about in that. But Castleton had, had just came out and got drafted or undrafted by the Lakers and picked up after a four-year stint. I think all of them, Magic Man, were with Florida. Is that correct? They were? Okay. So, yeah. Yes. So, so Magic Man, I ask you with Castleton again, he is the apple of many people's eyes right now, including Laker Tom. And you, you know, tomorrow Laker Tom is going to go and just praise him. And again, on the offensive end, you see a lot of really good things. And I really want to get the fan base hyped up on that. On Sorry, defense, Gerald. Uh, we'll have to correct that. He has, he's was a grad, he was a transfer from Michigan to Florida. Oh, okay. So, yeah, transfer Michigan to Florida. Okay. So, but basically, he's a four year player. He did not play two years in the G League. Uh, I just wanted to make yeah, sure that no. was clarified. I know no. Scarlet Blue has, was mistaken on that. I wanted to make sure that was corrected well, on that. Basically, the problem was he wanted he wanted to start, and Michigan just had a glut of bigs at the time, so he transferred to Florida, and Florida offered him a chance to start. And with that, he's earned a lot of you know playing time, and he's done very well in the offensive end. What do you think the league, the Lakers need to do to go ahead and make sure he finds that discipline again? If he comes into an NBA game, let's say. He's not going to play right away, but let's say later in the season due to injuries or whatever, he has to play certain games, a certain amount of games. He's just going to come in there and how effective can he be if he does not learn to have that discipline? Because, you know, the rest are looking to go ahead and call fouls on rookie bigs. Yes, they are. It's it's no mistake that they 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 seek you out if you're if you're um, a greenhorn and they'll attack you until you figure it out or that you're off the floor. I think Gerald, he's a rookie. So there's going to come a point in time when he gets on the floor and he's going to get skewered. It's just, it's, it's. What is the point of that? Why would you want to do that? Why would you want to teach young bigs a lesson and how to play soft? 
No, I'm not asking to play soft. I'm just asking to play with a little bit, you know, like for instance, biting on the uh, pump fakes. He bites on pump fakes. That that was his mo coming out of college. Was that he yeah? If if, if you're under if you're under the rim, he doesn't need to do that. I, I'm just saying, Joe, playing with a little bit more defensive discipline because if he can stay on the floor, he can really do some good things. I would be more in line with what Laker Tom has envisioned, and and a lot of these these guys and gals in the in the chat. I just want to see a little bit more discipline. That's all. That's all I'm asking because he's not going to be able to stay on the floor if that's the case. I mean, uh, you know, it's already mentioned in the chat. He could be a great backup to to our bigs. He can give us six fouls in 10 minutes. I mean, six fouls in 10 minutes, <laughs> that could be 12 <laughs> points at the free throw line for the other team. Yeah, and there's the game. There's the game. So Yeah. I think, uh, I think, you know what, Gerald? I think uh, it's a pleasure. He looks support. really good on offensive he, end. He I does. I not doubt he, that. He does. So, it, I, I, to me, like, Castleton is, like, a pleasant surprise, and hopefully he just progresses as the season goes along. Look, I have every every working faith in this scouting department and the player development coaches that we have that they've identified these guys as people that they can work with and grow. So I expect Castleton to uh, get his, get licked when he gets in there, but I also expect him to improve. And uh, eventually I think he could be our backup center at the end of the year, Gerald. Could be. I hope so. And I hope that's the the way it, it progresses. Joe, when you see the progression though on JHS, Again, he tried not to do as much, which is something that was very much appreciated by me because he didn't. He's been trying to do too much in the first two games. You saw a little bit more under control. His passing, you saw the vision a little bit better. Again, the the shot is still not there yet, but still some good things I saw from him. A little bit better defensively, but again, the vision out on the break, he's really good at that, and hopefully that'll translate into a long career in the NBA. Yeah, he had a. The pass late in the game, the uh, I can't remember who was trailing. Um, God, I'm drawing a blank on who the guy was trailing. He, he missed a shot for for he got fouled basically. And those little things are some of the the good things that we heard about him coming out of college, where he has this pick and roll, this two man game that 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 can that can get going a little bit. And if if we're gonna rag on this guy for not doing stuff he's we want him to do, you're gonna get him veered off the stuff he actually does well. Yes. So what I would do if I'm Darvin Ham is I would have him hone in on what he's really good at and make sure you set him up to be successful there and then work on the deficiencies he has. This is not going to be a guy that you're going to use in year one. Don't destroy this guy's confidence. Don't be like us sitting there and picking every little thing. Let him dominate the G League, right? Maybe that's a good thing. Maybe you should go job dominate South Bay. When you're a 17th overall pick in the NBA draft, I don't look at you as a G leader. A second round pick, sure. Late first, maybe. Not a 17th overall pick. Uh, I fully expect Hood Shafino to be playing a little bit. If if Max Christie showed a little bit of something last year and stayed on the roster and 
yeah, he did go into the G League as well. But again, he was a, a second round pick. But Shafino is not. This guy was almost a lottery pick. So you need to take advantage of the fact that you've managed to put yourself in a position where you're saying we might have stretched a little bit picking you at 17, but we thought we wouldn't get you at 40. And that's how that probably worked. I don't know. Well, we're and, gonna, I want to, I want to see it though. And uh, the, 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 you know, I heard d- different takes, but the, the one I've heard, the, the one I've heard that's probably consensus is that most, most people who didn't like the Jalen hood, Shafino pick loved the Max Lewis pick because they thought Max Lewis was a first rounder and the people who didn't love the Max Lewis pick like the JHS pick. So like you can look at JHS as a first rounder, all you want. The fact is they're both picked here, whether or not one was in the first round or the second round, they both need to develop. Like you don't win, you don't win the draft on, on the day you pick your guy. But I also think that, you know, with when it comes to, and Zangerstein says, he, you know, we have a drafting problem if he's in the G League, you know, he needs to get burned. He needs to get reps. He needs to get shots up. And he's not going to be doing that as the 12th guy off the bench, guys. You know, you know, right now, who does he play in front of? Does he play in front of Vincent? No. Does he play in front of uh, even D'Angelo Russell? No. He's the third point guard on the Lakers team, and he's going to get no burn at all unless he gets some time in the G League. It's just that simple. Otherwise, you, you know, he's going to have to work with Phil Handy before the game and Phil Handy after the game and at practice at the UCLA Health Center. But does that really truly develop your game to where you're, you're not getting those minutes hey, look, on the floor? You, 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 saw, you sign uh, a rookie-level NBA contract. Guess what? I can send you down to the G League your first three years anytime I want. Anytime I want, I can send you down. But I'm just saying, I'm just saying he needs reps. He needs time on the floor. A young player like that needs to learn to develop. And he's Joe. I just he don't will think in practice. He will in practice. Gerald, he's going to be practicing all right. Gerald, you're 100 percent correct. And and every and some people are saying, well, you know, if you send him the G League. You know who started in the G League when he got drafted? Pascal Siakam. Pascal Siakam needed grooming and he needed seasoning and he went to the G League drilled. And if he hadn't, he's the one who said it himself. If I had never played in the G League, I would have never been able to play 25 minutes on a championship winning team. Uh, wait, I don't want to say this though. Uh, Brandon Miller did get 16 points, 11 rebounds, but is five of 15 tearing it up? Really, Adam? Is that what we come down to? 33% tearing it up? Really? Watching, watching the box scores can be intoxicating, folks. You got to be yeah. careful of that. You have to watch what's going on in the game. And as far as Pascal Siakam played in the G League, if I'm not, if I'm correct, he was a late first round pick, correct? Who? That's correct. That, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. he was. Okay. So late first at the at the at the at the most, I can see a player needing to to be in, in, in the developmental part of this. However, if you're gonna be in the mid first round, I don't 
I, I don't, I'm sorry, I don't see that player benefit, benefiting you, right? You're picking him. I didn't pick him. I would have went a different route. But you picked him, and you had a lot of praise for this guy. And he has some skill sets that will translate to the NBA. But do you value those skills now so that he can play a little bit during the season and, of course, get his licks in during practice? Mm-hmm. Practice a lot of times – if you've listened to Michael Jordan or Kobe Bryant in the past, I'm sure LeBron James as well, any great player, a lot of times practice is actually much more intense than even sometimes the games. So we need him to be there. We need him to get his, you know what, kind of handed to him by guys like LeBron and AD and DeAndre Russell and these guys, not sitting in some some gym with, with 10 people in it and hoping he develops around a bunch of guys who you don't know is going to be on NBA rosters. I want this guy to get thrown in the fire. If he sucks the first year, so be it. I don't care. I want him to get burned a little bit, build some confidence. There's already word that this guy's a professional. He understands what it's what it means to be a professional. So that that comes with maturity. So he may, he's probably mature enough to understand what's going on here. But even with that, guys, I, I I'm looking at the summer league more in seeing. What player did the Lakers find again through that through the giant haystacks? And it looks like Castleton is one. And it also looks like Max Christie, another second round pick, is going to be a hit. On a two year. <sighs> I'm gonna keep on saying that every time he does well. I'm just gonna say it, tell you. So it is what it is. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. Bring me all of the Star Trek all of the time, and I will be an incredibly happy girl. Even if it's terrible. It's like pizza. Bad pizza is still pretty good because it's pizza. Bad Star Trek is still pretty good because it's still Star Trek. That's the way that I look at it. Just let it sit in the refrigerator for a day and be cool. That's it. Yep. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, though, it is the Lakers Fast Break. We truly appreciate everyone joining us here on the Lakers Fast Break. Joe's just going to get so irritated by that. I'm just telling the truth, Joe. Just like you, tell it like it is. Stop worrying about... 12 months from now focus on now 
Okay. Focus on now. Well, I'm going to focus on on what we're seeing. Are you going to worry about everything that happens in five years? I'm going to tell you right now, though, that we did see a great game by Max Christie. He is playing at the level you need to play, play Sean, from a second-year player. These second-year mm-hmm. players have to go in and dominate. Even when we see someone like Cole Swider, he has to play well because – You've been through the ringer before. You've been through one summer league before. You've been through a whole season. These second-year players have to dominate. If they don't, that's a that's a big red flag for me. I agree, Gerald. Um, and it's not dominate. just you say huh? dominate. You're expecting second player, second-year players to dominate. Yeah, second-year players need to dominate in the summer league. Yes. Yeah, he's right. He's right. Yeah, it's not just it's not just our squad, Gerald. You'd expect uh, if uh, another another team who has somebody. Oh, I don't know, uh, Keegan Murray for the Sacramento Kings. Yeah, they shut him down after they shut him down because why? Because they had the expectation we need to see him dominate the competition, and he did. That's why the Lakers shut down Brandon Ingram after one game in 2017. When we had our uh, stacked summer league squad there, we didn't even need Brandon Ingram. He played one game. He dominated. The Lakers said, okay, yeah, that's all we need to see. I think – go, go ahead, Gerald. Go ahead. I was gonna. I was just going to say that, you know, when it comes to Max Christie, you know, there's a possibility uh, that we will not see him again for the rest of summer league, which I think – like yeah, Joe, I, I know I know you said you like that idea of shutting him down. Joe and I, I think we, we want to see more burn from it. We want to see him taking this young team to better heights. I think a great confidence builder like it was for the 2017 team was them going all the way. All those players got that early boost of confidence by going all the way and winning the Summer League Championship. If the Lakers continue to win as far as in the Summer League here in Vegas – that just builds confidence. And with confidence, you get more confident players and a lot better team play. I just think that they should keep Max Christie in. I'm with Joe on that one. I understand your reasoning, Magic Man. I understand why they do it. I just, like I said, I'm with Joe. You need the reps. Even he needs the reps because he's not going to get the reps until training camp two months from now. Yeah, that's right, Gerald. He's not going to be uh, as fortunate as Austin Reese is to play in a tournament before training camp and get your legs underneath you before uh, uh, we tip off. So I agree. You know what? That line of reasoning makes sense as well. I just, I'm, I would be more careful with him. Uh, As you said, that backup shooting guard position is very pivotal. It's integral. Uh, and like you said, it's in flux. So obviously, I but I guess, you know, competition breeds the best out of people though as well. So, I mean, if you can't exactly give Christie the backup role either, you have to make sure that there's consistency there in both attitude on and off the court. So perhaps, perhaps you guys are right and he will get more, uh, more burn. Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. It is the Magic Man, Sean Grice, Joe Soro, a.k.a. Ox1947. The Lakers did win tonight, uh, 103-96, to I believe the score was, uh, as far as just basically the Lakers had control of the game throughout. Did Again, they shot the lights out from three. 
truly looked like they, they're a team that is playing a lot better. Credit to J.D. Dubois on being able to coach the team to a victory tonight. Joe, when you see the team playing like this, when you see the players, for the most part, playing a little bit better than they did in California, does that give you hope as far as some of these players being able to develop and maybe being having a chance to go ahead and make an impression on the roster, even if it's later rather than sooner? I don't, I don't look that deep into, into summer league. Maybe when Lonzo and the boys were coming and the Lakers were starting to build a young team, I was excited because I'm going, okay, wow, you got Lonzo, you have Brandon Ingram, you have D'Angelo Russell, you have brother Julius Randle. Like, you know, we want to, I was anticipating this constant inflow of young guys that were drafted high picks, second round picks, second overall picks. And I was excited then. Now, no, I'm just looking at who's going to help plug in in spots that we need. Areas that we couldn't fulfill really because we don't have enough money and not enough room to 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 acquire and to to build with. What what the focus is right now is how is this team and I'm going to say it again is going to develop the season's minutes. This is the most crucial part of the 24 season, 2024 season. How are they going to spread this out? Is Darvin Ham going to have a 10-player lineup? I'm kind of curious to see if we can do that, especially if guys like Max Christie are going to play well like they have in summer league. If they do that, it's going to mean really good things because if someone does get injured, are we going to fall off? Or are we going to be able to pick up the slack with the guys that are the secondary and third uh, players? That right there are the questions that need to be asked at training camp or before then. Not the same lame, useless, stupid, regurgitated, soft stories of who did what and came out of what barn when they were over here. Like, just can you people do your job? Do your job. What's going to help the Lakers win a championship next year? Depth. Depth. So the most exciting part about Max Christie playing well in Summer League is that I am now interested to see if he's going to be a rotational player throughout an 82-game season. Because if he is, the Lakers are – that's one more guy that we weren't really counting on. Like, as a primary, we're thinking about who we're going to get in free agency. Is Gabe Vincent going to be the guy? Is D'Angelo going to make me the guy? Is – uh, are we going to go get a center that's going to help? Like all that stuff that's going on. But right now, since we're in it now and talking about it and watching it, is Max Christie going to be a guy that's going to play 15 minutes a game and hit two three-pointers in each game? Because if he does that, now that 10-man rotation, 9-man rotation is going to allow LeBron and AD not to kill themselves for 82 games. Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. The Lakers do win 103 to 96. Magic Man, I want to ask you this. We're so down on Cole Swider. Yes, you are. Five. You are. You are. A lot of people are. I've no, got to you are. It. No, you are. I'm not. You are. Cole Cole is playing for a roster spot. Yeah, five, and, he, and he's, he's going to get one. Eight. There's just well, not enough. There's not enough room where we're at. 
Sorry. Just, that's what I'm saying. A lot of people already have. But you're making him out like he sucks. Well, I, unfortunately, I unfortunately, unfortunately, at the end of at the end of summer league, Cole Swider will get uh, Cole in his Lakers stocking. No, he'll get because the there's not enough. There's not enough room for him. That I Vita, and that's what I'm talking about right there. And Vita, you're right. He his his just it's sad, Sean, because we have someone that could really help one area of need for us as being one of the poor teams on the lower half of three point percentage, you know, last year and, and this year it looks like we got incrementally better, but I I can't say we're gonna be shooting the lights out from behind the arc. Cole Swider can help with that, but the unfortunate, like MVDA916 says, no one can say that any better. Guys, Cole Swider can't guard a parked car. <laughs> no, he can't. That's he can't. the quote of the day. He That's can't. the quote of the day. You, 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 didn't, you, didn't, you didn't make that up on your own. Somebody told you that one. I just said that in the chat. I just said his name. Gosh, you can't listen, Jim. I'd say the only issue I've had today, really, the only issue I've had today is did you guys see how Cam Whitmore played today? I was 16 and 11. I, think I know I know it's one game. I know it's summer league, but. We'll, we'll cover the rest of the NBA here in a minute. But I just that, want to get your thoughts on Cole Swider before well, we get on I, I, Well, just a second, Joe. We'll talk about Wimbyama. We'll talk about Scoo. We'll talk about Cam Whitmore all here in a sec. But. John Cole Swider, just really quick again, because we, you know, how much more time we're going to devote to Cole Swider over the next couple of weeks because of the fact that it looks more and more like the numbers game is working against him. Yeah, unfortunately, Gerald. I mean, if here's the deal, right? And Gerald's mentioned this, and Stone Hansen has mentioned this, and I've heard Raphael Barlow mention this, and I've heard, uh, lot of uh, other um, analysts who uh, watched him play at Syracuse. If Swider had one other skill, just one other skill, he would likely already have a contract with the Lakers. If he could shoot and if he could do something else, more than likely he'd already have a contract. But all he can do is shoot. And unfortunately, you need to do more on this squad and just shoot, especially if you're going to play on the perimeter. He's 6'9", he's uh, not a real great athlete, like Gerald was saying. I think, you know, a parked car would uh, provide a lot of resistance to him. So I think if, if you had an extra roster slot or two, he'd definitely make it. But it's just a numbers game, Gerald, and – it's not the math doesn't work out in his favor right now. Now we're going to go ahead. Go ahead, Joe. I just, um, I, I Cam Whitmore looks like a Donovan Mitchell clone, man. Well, well, that's what we're going to get into right now here at the Lakers. It's bothering me. That's what's bothering me, honestly. I, I didn't talk about it during the game, but I was, I, I wanted to save it to the, to the show tonight. So we're going to, I know talk it's about one game. I know it's one game, and I know that he still has. I, a lot of the reasons why he dropped in the draft, I think, is because it's something above the neck that that they were worried about. I know his injury too was an issue, but I, I heard it was more above his neck. Didn't but I'm like, tonight. but I'm I'm sitting. I'm like, dude, you're not picking him in the top five. You're picking seventeen. Get him. 
I just hope that's not a it's not one we screw up because we're looking at in two years we're looking at LeBron retiring right so imagine if Cam Whitmore ends up fulfilling his potential you could have had your your guy with another guy that might come after you know free agency somewhere after LeBron and have your like big three with with AD for a few years I don't know I that one's that one is is bothering me right now I I, I just I don't I hope it, it I hope. I'm overreacting. I will say, though, when it comes to Cam Whitmore, you know, not a good shooting day today, Joe, but that's not the whole picture when you see him. It's a difference between JHS and him. When I see him. It was the, it was the speed, guys. It was the shot making, the little bit of you, like. You see the scoring mentality there. I see he, the score. I mean, 14 he had 11. A, he had a breakaway. It was, this was an NBA regular season type speed to the basket and he was he, he he ascended into the sky and dunked that thing and I'm going that's that it's it's just like when you see a an NFL quarterback zip a sideline uh five yard out on the on the on the dime like that's I always call it the this is a NFL starting quarterback pass that's mm. what he that's what he has he has I, that I, but anyways, I mean, that's, even though that's... even even though he struggled today, five of eighteen, one of six behind the arc, fourteen points, eleven rebounds. But you just see that the fact is, if he gets it a little bit more together, you just see a scoring mentality that you don't see with you know as far as with JHS, the ability to go ahead and athletically get his shot when he needs to, Magic Man. So that's why you know I think Joe, why I agree with Joe, Cam Whitmore should have been the case for us. As far as that's concerned, you can see it already when it concerns him. Jaime Hawkes Jr., still, even he has been playing more solidly than JHS. JHS are asking why we're so down on JHS because JHS has so much more to work on at this stage. And can you really afford that with LeBron hitting 40 in the not-too-distant future? We're playing for the now. We cannot play for tomorrow with him. Like Joe has always said, we have to go ahead and build a team that can win with him now, and you need all the players that are ready that you can get. John? Yes. Yes, Gerald. No, I I mean, I, when you when you line up the common sense that way, yeah, it looks like came up snake eyes a little bit with JHS and uh, the fact that Cam Whitmore seems more like a plug and play more than a process player at this point. Um, like you said, Gerald, uh, in a perfect, in a perfect world, which we are not in, uh, it would have been, um, behooving the Lakers to, uh, select somebody like Whitmore, who's a plug and play guy, as opposed to JHS. However, I will say this, Gerald, when J when the consensus was coming out on JHS, Gerald, I have to say there wasn't a lot of talk about how badly his defense needs work. Yeah. He was he was touted as a guy who could stay in front of somebody who's got size and length to uh, be an adequate defender, and we haven't seen it, man. We haven't seen it. He so. was a little better today. He was, he was, but now I understand what Stone Hansen was saying on upside swings when he when he saw that there was a consensus surrounding JHS's defense that a lot of other scouts didn't agree with. 
Great question by Mvita because he's been fighting for JHS in the, in the panel, and I, I know he's making some sound reasoning while doing so. He wants to ask us, who would Whitmore beat out for minutes? Joe? Well, what could happen is if your issues with D'Angelo surface again, you now have someone who's athletic who you could rely on at least from an athletic standpoint versus someone or if who's Rui does imagine regress. So so imagine imagine now, uh, and it, this is not being, this is not exaggerating. This you, you, athleticism, even for a rookie, can still be used. Maybe you put him in front of Jamal Murray. He's going to stay on Jamal Murray, right? He's more apt to stay in front of a Jamal Murray and at least be a problem. Defense is about want. Defense is about desire, right? And if you have the athleticism that he has, it's easy to play defense. You can't stop great players, but it, you can at least make it more difficult. That's where he can become a value even without experience. Whereas Hood Shafino has issues staying in front of his guys in summer league. God help him in the regular season. He's never going to get a chance to play when it comes to the defense. So it's it's uh, we're, we're we're talking about this now because we want to we want to plant the seed here, and by planting the seed on this decision, it obviously allows us as a show and as people who who don't know us yet, who happen to, you know, turn this on, not tonight, like like our crowd is tonight, but maybe maybe down the road they, they'll click on this and say, wow, okay, Gerald, Sean, and Joe were talking about this in, in detail on why. The first game, the first game we've watched this guy play, even in a summer league, and we're like, damn. And more important than that, actually, this might not be the seed. This is more of the fertilizer because Stone Cold Hansen started it. And if it means for us to continue these kind of discussions, maybe that's what's going to help Stone get the job that he wants to because he knows what the hell he's talking about. That's all this is, guys. I'm not we're, – we're more than a Lakers show in a lot of ways, but the Lakers show – kind of intertwines with everything we're discussing but it's important to understand that we are paying attention we're not just sitting here watching just laker games even though that's the easy way to go no we're watching the rockets we're watching the spurs we want to see what these guys are you know the rockets uh potentially could have had, might have one of the greatest drafts ever if those two guys pan out but Mvita, that's exactly what I'm saying in regards to, and we all want be wrong. We all want to be wrong around JHS. We all want him to be a star player for the Lakers. We all want him to develop, and we want him to play a major contribution sooner rather than later. We all want to be wrong. Okay, I want to be wrong on JHS. The thing is, though, yes, you are exactly right. Max Christie looked horrible last year at summer league, but what they did was they put him on the, as far as the second rounder, but they gave him plenty of time at South Bay, Magic Man and, and Joe. They gave him plenty of games and minutes and reps at South Bay. Yes, they put him in the practice here as far as practice fodder for the Lakers on a lot of occasions. They did give him some minutes every now and then, but it's, you know what, what was the story I heard the other day? January, they just dropped him off the face of the planet. So he never played, you know, he hardly played ever since then. But the thing is, he got a ton of reps 
at South Bay. To me, Magic Man, as I bring you back on, that is so important, so important that he gets those reps in those minutes. Not just practice with the with the big guys, but that he gets reps in minutes. And that you see, I see that's partly the result of what you see now with Max Christie. Yes, Gerald, 100%. When you see that with JHS, you, I think the same course would not be a bad decision for the Lakers. Ultimately, you could see a much better JHS next year out of it. The thing is with Joe, I agree with Joe. You know, if you get someone like Whitmore, Whitmore looks like he's more NBA ready than JHS is at this point. Yeah, I, I, I get it, Gerald. And look, I understand that uh, the, there might be a perception about the narrative as if, you know, you you drafted somebody in the first round in the NBA draft and you're sending them down to the G League. It makes it look like you're either incompetent or you have no idea what you're doing. However, when you look at... Uh, other sports like baseball and hockey, when uh, a first-round pick is um, told to go to AAA or go to uh, the minors, it's not often looked at as a negative. It's looked at as you are not ready to significantly contribute to the big squad. I just think that... No, no, period. Whitmore so, to me is more NBA ready, but you mentioned somebody that you wouldn't have picked Whitmore either. At no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have. Who would have been I your choice? I I would have taken Ben Shepard, and if Shepard wasn't available, I would have taken Julian Strother. Okay, these are those are good choices as well. Good players. Again, uh, M Vita says that Whitmore Joe is uh, is it going to be cracking the rotation? There's but a possibility he, because he might not he, even crack the Houston rotation because they've got so many young forwards there. It's silly. Right. And and and, and Dylan and Brooks it, taking up 30 minutes. And it also it also took Cam Whitmore 13 uh, shots to score those 16 points. Uh, there's it, it's not I don't know about Whitmore not cracking the rotation. That there's no one in Houston to not have him crack. But I think he's also meant our rotation. He said Whitmore's oh, not would have he cracked he meant ours. He would have, yes, no, he would have cracked the rotation. Over, you above know, the reddish, above Prince. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, no doubt. I, reddish is supposed to be athletic, but the problem is he's got a track record of not three Giving times. Yeah. I, I, if I had to put money on it, be ready for Jackson and reddish to be the whooping boys of 2024. Get ready for that. Don't be surprised if one, it's going to be one or the other or both. They're going to do some things that are going to frustrate the hell out of you. There always is one or two a year. Don't, so don't to, to get that. And there's get, a reason why Reddish is, you know, is gone from three teams and why Jackson Hayes, you know, even at what's he's 22 or is he 21? Yes. Now a part of positive spin to that is the Lakers have also brought in people who have been suspect mentally. And those guys contributed, i.e. Rondo, i.e. Dwight Howard. This is a championship setting setup with LeBron and AD. We're we're gonna find out quickly who's gonna do what and who's gonna stay in line. If not, it's 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 gonna be one of those things where you're, you're gonna see them sitting and not doing anything, just like Thomas Bryant was 
someone had brought up Thomas Bryant again in Denver. He wanted to leave LA to get more playing time. Problem is he has no lateral movement. None. You don't have lateral movement as a big, you're useless. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers? Well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. So let me ask you this, guys. There were other games today played in the NBA Summer League, and we'll get back to Lakers on our final touch on that. One thing I want to ask you, though, it is... Victor Wembyama, it's so funny because the Lakers are the most popular team almost every year at Summer League, but today, Sean, it was not the case. Victor got the primetime game. He got the primetime look. Everybody was there and awe to go ahead and check him out. He did struggle today, although mm-hmm. Z did correctly say defensively, you see that he's he's already leagues ahead for what a rookie normally is. I think he's going to do very well on the defensive end. It is going to be touch and go on his outside shot for at least the beginning of his career. Your thoughts, though, again, he needs to build strength and he needs to be able to go ahead and be a little bit more aggressive when he goes to the rim. But otherwise, you see the beginnings of what could be a standout player in this league. Yeah, absolutely, Gerald. Um, It it seems like um, I, I think San Antonio is at this point in time just trying to figure out what works well around him or what would, um, at least from uh, from a veneer kind of on the surface, look into it. Um, he's got a lot of skill players to work around. Um, we talked about second-year players trying to to look above and beyond their competition, Gerald. Malachi Branham looks like he's just uh, – he's a dominant sophomore player as well. To be fair, Gerald, I know you you're kind of down on Blake Wesley, but I thought injuries kind of derailed. No, no, really. he looks okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, mean, he, I mean, he toasted JHS constantly the yeah, other day. So exactly, but yeah, I, I I'm with you, Gerald. I don't think San Antonio is in a position right now where they should just play five out with him. Mm-hmm. Um, that there's enough talent. The day will come. The day, the will, day come. will come when they do, but it's not right now because um, it, it's just not it's just not, it's not there right yet. Right. Yeah, right. how many game? How many games did they win last year, Gerald? Sixteen. Yeah, yeah. I think they can double that this year, just just off the addition of uh, Wemby alone. I don't expect them to be 
picking in the uh, in the high lottery again, um, even with even with uh, expectations the way they are, they should be a much better team. Sorry to, uh, sorry to say, Adam, Spurs already locked up Champagne on a four-year. He's gone. Yeah, sh- they've got Champagne. It looks like uh, Sissoko. Three million a year on average. What a steal for him. Yeah, it looks. That one's going to be looking good. Yeah, it looks like Sissoko's going to get a guaranteed deal as well, yep. Gerald. Um, yeah. And uh, they also have Bediaco as well, who could be a great backup for so. It's just the Spurs doing what the Spurs do best, Gerald. We'll find talent anywhere. The Burmese jungle, uh, Rio de Janeiro, uh, Toronto, Ontario. It doesn't matter where. Uh, M. Vita, I, I agree with you. Podiemski did look kind of sketchy today, although Zangerstein already and others have already, I think it was Zangerstein, that already said that he looks like he's going to be part of their rotation. We'll see. You know that the we've seen before how – Steve Kerr does not like to play rookies at all. I mean, talk to Kaminga, talk to Moody, talk to uh, Wiseman. Yeah, see how they enjoy their rookie seasons with the Golden State Warriors. But I will say, Joe, that when it comes to Scoot Henderson uh, and versus Amen Thompson, that was something very interesting to watch today. Amen Thompson looked really good defensively. On playing off the ball, got uh, four block shots, I think, and three steals. Uh, you know, the shot wasn't as broken, at least at least initially, than what it, you know a lot of people had let it out to be. And what I saw on videotape it looked a little bit better than what I thought. But Scoot Henderson still managed to find uh, you know his way around him and take, do some really nice drives, get to the hoop. Before, unfortunately, he left with a shoulder injury, and now it looks like his summer league is done. <laughs> We were talking about this before the Lakers uh, game today, and I, I don't know. I think Portland is we, – we use the word curse a lot, but I think of Brandon Roy, Greg Oden, Luke Walton. I'm sorry, not Luke Walton. Bill Walton. You're talking about Luke Wal- at least at least Bill Walton won a championship, right? But there was more there had he not been injured. Brandon Roy he had a Hall of Fame career ahead of him. Greg Oden could have been a Dwight Howard-like defensive player, right? And a guy that could score as well, maybe better than Dwight. And these guys, it's like you get Scoot Henderson after knowing you're going to have to trade Dame Lillard. You essentially likely got the second-best player in the draft who's going to be a success and you get him at the same year you're going to get rid of your franchise player and right when he starts playing even in a summer league game boom the shoulder he gets injured and now we're not going to see him again I don't know what to think I really don't know what to think (laughs) I never thought I'd say this I never thought I'd feel bad for anything in Portland but I actually genuinely feel really really sorry for the Portland Trail Blazers, because they have the jackest luck I think I've ever seen in the NBA, without a doubt. They are the San Diego Chargers of the NBA. (laughs) The absolute worst timing of every significant thing. They get the San Diego Chargers intercept Tom Brady. The game is over. Fall. 
Troy Brown comes out of nowhere, knocks the ball out of his hand, they get the ball back, and they win the game. Like It's like, that's Portland for you. I was excited to see Scoot Henderson play today. And unfortunately, it went, it went what Portland's used to. Oh, our guy got injured. I can only imagine what they were thinking when they saw that. I'm sitting here and I'm feeling bad. How do they feel? This is this is this is a Portland Trailblazers fan, okay? You're on a highway, you're driving on the highway. Everything looks great. Sunny day, good traffic. Oh, wait a minute. That 18 wheeler just lost its wheel. Oh, now it's on its side. Uh oh. Now it's actually coming into my lane. That's kind of what it's like to be a Blazers fan. I'm a Lakers fan, and I got hit by a rock. It just, you know, cracked my windshield. Got hit by a rock, okay. Yeah. So what does that mean? Well, so. we are, we're. It's That's not another like good one, Arvidas, right? So Arvidas Sabonis, great since player this, in Russia. Since and we're on, since we're on this topic, imagine Arvidas Sabonis instead of Kevin Duckworth in 1992. Imagine before that. the knees, though. Before the right? knees went, Sabonis right? was he was drafted player. in '86. So if he comes to Portland in ninety or in nine, let's say in '91, and he's got a year under his belt, and then he's a starting center for the Portland Trailblazers for that '92 team, or you could even say, let's say he, he comes in a couple of years after he gets drafted. Let's say he comes in in '88. Now you have Arvidas Sabonis on that Portland team that was pretty stacked against the, the, the Detroit Pistons in 1990 and the Bulls in 92. How do those series pan out? Those are the things that I've actually talked to Portland. I had, I had a friend of mine back in the day, one of the nicest people I've ever known, who was a staunch Blazers fan. And, of course, whenever I meet people who are fans of things like the NBA teams or whatever, the, the, the connection starts right away because then they start listening to me talk and they know that I know – their teams. I know about Bill Walton and Mo, uh, Maurice Lucas and uh, Jack Ramsey. Like as soon as within like a five to 10 second conversation, whom I've never met this person until that moment, they hear those names. Oh, I want to talk to this guy. This guy knows what the hell he's talking about. And then you get a chance to hear in depth what a, like you don't see a lot of Portland Trailblazer fans, right? Like, like that, that's like the only guy I've ever met that was a Blazers fan, that was a dedicated Blazers fan. And we go into those discussions and you start learning a little bit more because he probably has a little bit more of the in-depth stuff that, and that, that you also end up learning. And then now you, you know, I'm, I'm on a podcast 20 years later talking about it. Um, but it's it's sad. It's sad for 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 not only the Portland. Well, even but, Amen Thompson got hurt as well. Later yeah, it's, it's really, it's 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 a... Uh, I don't, again, I don't want to use the word curse, but this is ridiculous now. I mean, these guys can't even play in a freaking do-nothing prep league. And, and I mean, Scoot had the freaking towel over his head. He was in such pain. Shoulder pain it can, can, be, can mimic tooth pain sometimes. My worst pain with, tooth, with a toothache is a stinger. This shoulder... Got so many stingers, and I'm talking. You know how when you when you get when you're a kid, it was always getting hit in the stomach and getting the wind knocked out of you. That was the worst pain, right? You're like, <laughs> you're like this, right? Well, as you get older, especially if you play football, 
The stinger was the next one. The stinger, you hit it at the right spot during one of the drills. It's one of these where you just, you go on one knee and you're like this. Like, it's so painful, you can't even react. You're just, you're like sloth in the goonies. Your whole face goes into paralysis because you're like, Jesus, I don't know what, why? Why is this pain so bad until you finally kind of get out of it after about 30 to 60 seconds? But that 30 to 60 seconds literally feels like five minutes. So he had that today. You could suck it. Look, you teleported into it. Towel over the face. He says it's sore. So, anyways, with that, I'm back like to the back though. He wasn't holding it or anything. He was just walking back into you know to the locker room. The last shot I saw. Let's let's just, let's thank that. Let's thank the good Lord that that he didn't get on a wheelchair like some guys have when they've injured injured the injured their shoulders. <clears throat> the way way. But exactly. But Ahmed Thompson got hurt too as well. I think it was a foot injury with him. It looked like because he was limping off the court. So. Man, these kids, we're, we can't even see them for a full game, Magic. No, Man, it it's terrible. It's absolutely terrible. Yeah. It's, it's such, it's such it, it, uh, someone had mentioned something about the the fragility. Is that the right word I'm using? Of, of, yeah. the, of today's athlete. Well, Z was talking about it. You know, they play so many games. You know why, you, you know why, you know why these guys are soft and weak-minded and injured all the time? Here we go. The same reason why, if you had looked at Bruce Lee's knuckles, he could punch granite, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and it took, and I'm, I'm using this example because Sean brought up Game of Death, so I, I want to try to stay within the theme. Why did Ray Lewis play 20 years in the NFL? Besides freakish genetics, that plays a part in football especially. The healing process, being able to handle that kind of punishment, that plays a factor. But Ray Lewis played for 20 years because his body acclimated to that punishment. Whereas now, every time somebody splits a nail, they send them to the infirmary. Then after that, they send them to the plastic surgeon. Then after the plastic surgeon, they go call his mom. Mom comes in, are you okay, honey? And Imagine what that does to the mental part of you. You're, 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 you're not even doing it. People on chat rooms, fans, the GM, the coaches, the media, every, oh, don't play him now. We can't lose him in November. I'm like, dude, it's July. If, if this guy is that fragile where you're worried about him getting hurt in a summer league game, then you are in trouble. And you're also giving these guys – $40 million a year, too, right? That's why they're doing it? Yeah. Okay. I do want to mention, though, Mississippi Dog, uh, Imani Bates, who, you know, obviously at one time, Sean, the number one, the guy coming out of high school one time, a lot of promise, unfortunately, had a checkered college career after that. He is going to be a chucker because he put up, 13, you know, God bless him, 13 attempts from behind the arc. Yeah, he's only scored, uh, what, 16 points. But God bless him. He saw a shot he didn't like. Oh, he didn't see a shot he didn't like. Yeah, I agree, Gerald. And by the way, uh, 
again, we have the highest esteem for uh, two uh, draft experts in particular, Stonehands and Raphael Barlow. Mm -hmm. Mr. Barlow once stated that Monty Bates was the most impressive athlete he ever saw coming out of high school. And um, it didn't turn out that way in college, Gerald. And that, that was more to do with him than anything else. Um, his talent is unquestioned. Nobody was going to question that. It's just his attitude. And like you said, Gerald, his just he's one of those old school knights. Like, does, hasn't seen a shot he doesn't like. So I, I think he's going to uh, either get a lot of time in the G League or find himself out of the NBA entirely if he doesn't uh, learn to not be a trucker, Gerald. Well, I'll see if I can head down there. I already know that, uh, see if they have a few GA tickets. I know they're trying to push out the reserves at $200 a shot, but I'm going to see if I can still catch up to Stone and maybe Raphael either today, uh, Saturday or Sunday. I'm looking forward to catching some games down there. Really, Maybe even the Lakers game uh, comes Sunday. We'll see. But it is the Lakers fast break. Before we head on out, Magic Man and Joe want to go ahead and cap off the time of the Lakers with their 103-96 victory over the Golden State Warriors. Obviously, some things that you saw today were a little bit better. And again, JHS, only three games so far. There's still a lot more work to go. I don't want to be too hard on the kid. you know. And, and obviously, there, there was sentiment, especially by Mbita, about let's give the, the scouting department some time. They've made some really good calls before. So, Joe, I think I'm going to do just that. I just think the kid is going to need a lot of reps. He still has to work out ways he's going to fit in the system because he just does not have the athleticism. That's the only thing that you can't make up. You can build your shot, Joe, right? You can build your shot. You can maybe even get a little faster, get a bit lighter, get a little bit stronger. You can do all those things, but that athleticism, you either have it or you don't. Can he be a Fred Van Fleet, but taller? It's going to have to be to find that fleet is a fleet of finding feet, the angles, right? but, but he has found the angles in order to be able to go ahead. And, and he can do that happen. in the NBA. You can find the angles. You can get the spots that work for you. You can create separation where you don't need freakish athleticism. But of course, if you're going to play a ball controlling type of game, you still need to be able to shoot. And we saw what happened in the Western conference finals when we needed D'Angelo Russell to make shots. He didn't make them, and therefore his inadequacies were enhanced because he wasn't making those shots, and now he just became a non-NBA quality player in that in that series. It's not no bueno. So again, some great things to take away from Max Christie, Sean. Obviously, he looks like he's ready for camp already. I still hope they give him more burn. It, you know, because you can't get these kind of reps that you can get for two months. So obviously having that confidence built in him is so important and the confidence staying with him. Although I have a feeling they'll, they'll shut him down beforehand. I have a feeling that we may not even see him on Sunday's game or anytime thereafter. I'm hoping I'm wrong on that one though. You know what, Cheryl, I, I, I'm still thinking, you know, it's best to um, just not play him play, play a lot of the other guys, but you know what? Maybe they decide, well, well, we'll play him for the first three, and then when the tournament um, gets into the playoffs, maybe that's a time to sit him sit him down. I'm not, I'm not whole 
certain about that, but uh, I just think he's a steadying factor on that team. The way they played today, they played well because they 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 fed more off of his his confidence, and I think it showed today. If that's the case, then uh, you know maybe maybe it would be a kind of a, a mutual decision, kind of a a collaborative. You know, do, do you want to play more Max, or what do you want to? Uh, that's what I'm thinking, Gerald. They're probably going to approach Max, um, see see if it's what he wants to do. I, I, I Gerald, if that was the case, I would expect him to say, "I want to play." Yeah. So. Uh, if he does that, then all indications are he's he's probably likely going to play the. But it's going to be up rest. to Rob. Yeah, it's ultimately it's up to Rob and Darvin Ham that they make the decisions. And they were there today. You know, we were kidding on the on the playback.tv about how Rob is out there doing yeah, the he's interviews. Yeah, he's face now. Yep, he's got the tanned look again. You know, everything's all good. He can show his head out there, not like. Uh, and by and by, the, and by the way, just whether you have to move and you got a kid to make an excuse for why you can't help somebody move. Rob brought his daughter. No chance anybody's gonna walk up to him and and tell him what they think of his moves the past yeah. couple of years. No yeah. way. Yeah. So again, so. Well, Good maybe for, Joe would. Well, I think Joe would be nice about it because the little girl's there. He wouldn't. He wouldn't want to traumatize the young lady. He, you know, he was there. It was good to see it. I, he, I he, if it was a young man there, though, he'd have no problem traumatizing Rob Polinka and his son. So there's a game on Sunday. Okay, uh, so Joe. Without yeah, <laughs> there's scary. the look again. Yes, there's the look again indeed. But before we head on out, Joe, let me hear your thoughts. Sunday is the next game for the Lakers. Uh, that's coming up. That's going to be against uh, the Spurs. I, is that against the Spurs again? Let me go ahead and check for sure. But it is uh, coming up here on Sunday. And no, no because the, Hornets, Spurs, the, Hornets. the Spurs were supposed to play the Blazers on Sunday, Gerald. Yeah, that was so, supposed to be Wemby and Scoot. That ain't happening. Yeah, that ain't happening, but it is Lakers and Hornets, so the uh, Lakers will get their first shot against Brandon Miller. Your thoughts on what the Lakers need to work on for Sunday, especially our, our new guy, Colin Castleton. What do you think he needs to work on as far as his game coming up on, on Sunday? Just continue to enhance the feel that you already have for the game. I'm I'm a fan already. Uh, he needs to bulk up. He's going to bulk up the next couple of years. He's got the basketball IQ already. So just get get some good coaching here the next year or two and hope that you can uh, create enough improvement to where you'll be a starting center for the Lakers in a couple of years. Well, that's the, that's the best case scenario, and I hope it comes out and I hope it comes through. Again, some really good things that I saw on the offensive end for Colin Castleton. Magic Man, what are you looking forward to on Sunday's game against the Hornets? Yeah, I, I can't really elaborate or add anything else that uh, Mr. Soro didn't say just that right now. Um, I know it's a little vague, but we're talking about Summer League. It is yeah. vague. I mean, what, you, what else can we say? I, I am expecting Max Christie to be an all-star. I just want to see improvement, even if it's just incrementally. Did you imagine that happened? 
That could be yeah. good. That would be, be the best. That's another best case scenario. And that doesn't happen, though, does it? That doesn't happen in the NBA. You'd have to drop drop twenty five a game and hit forty three. Oh, funny, you'd have to be Steph Curry. A second <laughs> a second round draft choice just became you know a champion and uh, you know two time MVP. So you know, but that took what five six years though. Yeah, he was a good player after what year we saw that he could become a, an elite player after what year three year. Year four, so you looked at him as an elite player after his third year. He was already one of the top centers in the NBA by that time. But when you're a top center in this era, is it that big though? I didn't feel that oh, at the time. Right. All right, okay. Well, I'm not going to go over some. Don't okay me. Listen to what I said. Okay, whatever. All right. But before okay. we edit out, Sean, again, you, you know, Maxwell Lewis, I think, has got to be a key for us because we've already talked about JHS, and it is what it is with JHS right now. He just got to go ahead and and be able to find some rhythm, some type of that. But Maxwell Lewis played a little bit better today. He just didn't run up the floor and down the floor just for his health this time around because he got a big donut in the last game. This time he's a little bit more effective. You know, obviously tried to attack the rim with some aggression, missed a couple dunks, but again, attacking the rim with uh, aggression. What are your hopes are for Maxwell Lewis to see a little bit more of on Sunday? Yeah, Gerald, um, you know, he's he shown flashes here of his uh, defensive uh, prowess uh, last game. Um, not uh, obviously in the whole 22 minutes he played, but again, I said splashes. This is the summer league, the rookies. Um, they should show what they, they can do. Uh, small spurts. We've seen what Maxwell Lewis is capable of, Gerald. But yeah, I'd like to see him shoot a little bit more on Sunday and... Um, uh, I think the following game is either Monday or Tuesday. I'd like to see him become a little bit more of a volume shooter just to uh, just see what he can do. Um, obviously, that would that would help if uh, help his cause. I think if uh, Max Christie wasn't playing, it would uh, allow other opportunities for for guys to uh, get some touches. Um, but again, Gerald, like. We're not expecting Max Lewis to 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 just go gangbusters either. Fortieth overall pick, uh, a lot of potential there. Um, but like you said, he's probably he's probably going to start off in the G League as well. Want to go ahead and mention it is Sunday. It is going to be at uh, one p.m. Pacific time, four p.m. Eastern on ESPN two. The next game after that, Sean, is Wednesday against. Oh, the Celtics. wow! An extra day, okay? Yes, Wednesday against the Celtics. Also, one p.m. Pacific, four p.m. Eastern on Wednesday, ESPN two, and okay. then Friday, it is the Lakers versus Grizzlies. That's a seven thirty p.m. tilt. That's a start on NBA TV right there. Oh, we get to take an early dump on the Celtics this year, Gerald. That's always a plus. That's always a plus indeed, but it is the Lakers fast break. We truly appreciate everyone out there going ahead and checking us out. We are 900 subscribers strong. We went from 899 to 900 to 899 to 900. I don't know. I think we're at 899 again. No, we're 900 again. Well, somebody decided to leave. They didn't like us or they didn't let, you know, they had fun with the sphere video and left. I don't know. We still got some of that sphere. Still 900. What are you talking about? It was 899 for during the show. When? During the show. It's now back to 900. I think you're hallucinating. I think you are hallucinating. I'm watching the numbers. I'm going to find you and I'm going to. Yeah. 
Okay, I'm waiting. No, you, you, you're not going to be waiting long. I'm coming. <laughs> Still, 45-minute plane ride, three and September's a half hours coming, riding. and the Steelers are coming that's to a, that's Vegas. That's a while, man. Old man. Yeah, you're going to see some. That's a while, I said, man. Can't you yeah. hear? Come on. Go ahead, Sean. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead with what? Oh, finish up. I had you on mute. Oh, okay. I wasn't really planning on. Uh, okay, because you had a thought you had a comeback there, waiting for a while while Joe was threatening my life, as we know. Well, you know something. If he'll uh, probably hit himself in the head, like with Britney Spears. But then again, you know what can you do? So, <laughs> but it is the Lakers fast break. We truly appreciate you joining us. It is uh, great to have 900 subscribers. We're 100 subscribers today to the magical 1,000 barrier on YouTube. Please go ahead and subscribe today if you haven't already to get the latest notifications on when we go live on the air with the latest Lakers Fast Break. We're also on Kick, Twitch, Twitter. We're on Threads. We're on Instagram. We're all over the place. Facebook. Can't forget our great Facebook people as well. So go ahead and check us out today at the Lakers Fast Break. But they do win today, 103-96. to We're so happy about that. The Lakers, again, shooting well from the outside. But it is Summer League. You know, so you see Joe's uh, face right there for you. He looks so happy indeed. But we'll be back uh, tomorrow, 1 p.m. It's the Lakerholics taking over. And then Sunday, we'll be back. Not sure the time yet if we're coming up right after the game. If I'm going to the game, then it's going to be a little bit later. But if I'm not, I'm going to go ahead and come up right after the game. We'll go ahead and make your weekend worthwhile anyways because it's the Lakers weekend coming up for you. Summer League right here in Vegas. Looking forward to it. All the action here. We're going to talk about it. NBA and the Lakers otherwise. Looking forward to a great weekend with you right here at the Lakers. Nice